Hello, and thank you for checking out Why Theory, a podcast that brings philosophy and psychoanalytic theory together to explain cultural phenomena. In our second episode, we discuss the very recent film Blade Runner 2049. Our conversation centers around how the film depicts ideology, desire and subjectivity, and the relationship between police and capital. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the podcast. So, Todd, you and I are back on the phone uh, for another episode of Why Theory. And uh, today, um, a little, well, for right now, a little agenda light. We'll figure out our agenda as we go along. But we are talking about um, one film. We're talking about uh, Blade Runner 2049, the recent uh, sequel to the original Blade Runner, uh, directed by, I'm going to get his name wrong, so I want you to be on me here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Denis Villeneuve. Is that? I think you did a pretty good job. All right. Okay. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, so I want to, uh, yeah. So, okay. You, you saw the movie, you emailed me and you said we wanted to, to do our, our next episode about it. So, um, let's let just your, uh, lead off thought, I guess, on the film, like what, uh, what inspired this uh, snap sort of discussion? Yeah, I thought it was pretty great. I thought that uh, it really nicely picked up from the first one. In it, and, and what I really appreciated was ways that it not only picked up, but also kind of it took forward and, and even diverged in some certain ways about, especially about the status of the replicant. I liked mm. that, unlike in the first one, the... Um, in the second one, the, the replicant knows that he's like the, the investigator knows he's a replicant mm-hmm. from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought, and whereas in the first, you know, the whole question is, is Deckard a replicant or is he not? And right. does, and is Rachel, does she know that she's clearly, she doesn't know she's a replicant. She finds out there's the trauma of finding out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to me, that's always been a, a metaphor for how ideology works. Mm. Uh, you know, on. even though we don't, yeah, go no, ahead. I was going to say, um, so I had some uh, friends of mine who listened to the, our first episode, and a couple yes. people said to to me. So I'm going to enact this: that um, to whenever like a term like ideology gets tossed out, to stop and okay. to back up and sort of uh, explain. So when you say ideology, okay. what do you? Yeah, you I mean, about? I think I think the first film nicely shows what ideology is. Like mm-hmm. idiot, like the, the the replicants feel like they they experience memories that are. They believe are their own, mm-hmm. but they've been they've been given to them. So, ideology for for me is a is a is a structure mm-hmm. that gives us a sense that we have a coherent identity. So that's okay. what. So and it also gives us a sense that the that the society we live in has a has a narrative that leads from beginning to end, and it runs through mm-hmm. our lives, mm-hmm. and that we have a, and that our lives have a kind of significance that. You know they really don't have so it's, mm. it's a way of it's a way of, of giving ourselves and uh, uh, giving ourselves a meaning in the way a meaning is given to us by the society. But the point of it is to protect us from some, you know, some from some kind of trauma that we otherwise would have to would have to experience. And now, so I think yeah. that's I mean for me that's the main thing about ideology. It's ideology guards us against it's it's defense against trauma. Mm. It's a way to or a way to. To, to maybe maybe the better way to put it is it's a way to sort of uh, dish out and elongate trauma throughout a, a narrative path so that we don't encounter mm. it all at directly. once. And we, directly, mm. right. So it's a way of kind of, of, of giving us a kind of roundabout uh, uh, 
direct uh, roundabout uh, interaction with trauma and and, a sen- and and especially given us a sense that our lives have a have a meaning and, and that we have a real identity. Mm. That's interesting for you to put uh, to trauma and, and, and narrative together like that, because I think when like I've I've made this uh, observation in classes that I've taught that um, it's it's hard for me. And I'm sure that I when we stop recording, I'll be able to think of some. But any um, narrative that is uh, centered around um, a trauma uh, tends to be told out of joint. You know, like right. I'm thinking right. of, um, like, uh, I think uh, Slaughterhouse Five is a really good example. Um, Catch Twenty Two, like particularly right. war uh, fiction, like tends to. Yeah, you know what's great is that the film actually makes that same point that you're making. Remember when yeah. the K goes to the the Deckard's daughter? Actually, we don't know that it's his daughter yeah, at, at the, the time, time but yeah. the, the the maker of memories, and he says. You know, how do I know if a memory is real or if it's if it's just been implanted? And then she looks at his memory. I think Villeneuve does a great job because we've seen the memory before. But when she looks at it, we don't see it again. We just see there. We see an interaction between them. We see his face and her cuts back to her face. Mm-hmm. And and then she looks up. She starts to cry. Oh, yeah. And we don't know why she's crying. I mean, she's crying because it's her it's memory. Her memory we don't know memory, that at yeah. the time. And then she says, she doesn't say, oh, this is my memory that you have. So I know it's it's a real memory, but it's not yours. Yeah, she just Instead says, she says, someone lived this yeah. is a, someone lived this memory. Lived this. I think that's exactly what she someone lived this memory. Yeah. And so and and she and then she she says, How do you know? And she says, Well, it's not the this before she says, it's not the intensity of it mm-hmm. or the detail. That's what she says. It's not the detail of it. Memory is feeling. And so it's the actual incoherence mm-hmm. of it that testifies to its it's, it's real it, it's status, real, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So that I think that ties directly into what you just said about the relationship between trauma, trauma and the and structure of the narrative, yeah. right? Like the 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 narrative that really is capturing a trauma is going to be is going to sort of bear the mark of that of that trauma. And so maybe the maybe that was what you could one way to define ideology would be to say it's a narrative that has has more or less erased the marks of trauma. That's great. Right? And so yeah. even if the even if the even if it's a narrative about trauma, sure. I think there are, you know, I think there are ideological narratives about trauma. Mm-hmm. Like like wouldn't a great example be Schindler's List? Like yeah, it, it, sure. uh, it's a it's a narrative about what the most traumatic event of the 20th century in which you feel at the end pretty good like yeah. the you know, the, you know Stanley Kubrick's great line when he said, "You can't make a film about the Holocaust." His interlocutor says, "Well, what about Schindler's List?" And he says, "Holocaust about six million Jews that died. <laughs> Schindler's List about a thousand Jews that lived." Yeah, you know, it's yeah, a great, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, one yeah. of the great Holocaust jokes of all time, I think. <laughs> uh, but I think that's the you know the, that you can even so you can even integrate trauma into an ideological narrative, mm-hmm. but you 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 end up taking out the disruptiveness of it right that's a no no i think absolutely and and this is um like i just i want to go back to the original thing like so the kind of uh the way that we're talking about ideology like begins with uh with marx and it begins in in capital uh volume one it's like uh, i know you know zizek always says this the 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 the, the, they they don't know what they're doing but they're doing it it's this it's and you kind of had this in your definition it's like uh ideology as this you know, it's this thing that uh, nobody, nobody ever said to you, nobody ever, ever ever taught you, nobody ever sits you down and says like, hey, this is this is the the this is ideology. But 
you nonetheless you you still know it and you you know you right. abide by it and you you know and then in this example into this film like you uh use it to construct a narrative that should be of like uh, parts and should be in some ways like uh, like fracturous traumatic pieces right, right. that uh is like smoothed over with uh no and then you know again if you wanted to make to to make the, the, the leap to, to Marxism. This is like, you know, the, the, uh, the capital is great and works perfectly when you forget like the conditions for workers, right? Like when you can just eliminate the idea. Right. The right. Idea I mean, late, that, yeah. the, isn't that, isn't that the way ideology works maybe most apparently within capital society is that, that, that the conditions of the working class to put it in Engels term is, is, is sort of written out of the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think like, uh, you know, like why is there no, you know, uh, what, you know, why is why is there no mass awareness about the mining for cobalt? You know, like yeah. uh, that, that is used to, to to power the the batteries in the cell phone. So like mm-hmm. all those, like and you know, you could list hundreds of examples of the similar kind of erasure. Mm. And I think that you know, the, like capital depends upon capital's ideology. Maybe its fundamental task is is to to make labor invisible right, right. And so that's why right. i mean that's why hollywood films are all about yeah. people not laboring and yeah right? you like never yeah no one works unless that's the point of the movie you know and right, and, right, and unless right. a character needs to not have money you know unless there's some like right. narrative reason or else it. or else it's a terrible movie like these terrible ones about like norma ray or whatever like sure yeah, you know, yeah. like you know like they're not they, they just they end up they, there's not there's no there's no way in which labor is shown as you know, as such, I don't think mm. like it's always just a vehicle for some other kind of, you know, oftentimes is a site where you're going to meet and fall in love. Right. Right. Have a romance. Yeah. 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 yeah that's yeah. that's the work. But anyway, I yeah. think that the, what's interesting about about the new Blade Runner, mm. and, and I think this discussion of ideology is good for mm. it to explain it or to talk about it, is that it 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 so radically changes the understanding of ideology advanced in the first one because in the first one it does fit with your nice the the definition that you uh took up from from slavoy about that mm-hmm. for they know not what they do and and i think uh i think it's christ that said that from more Marx wait is that though. right oh of course yes he uh, yeah, said yeah, that yeah yeah, yeah yeah they don't yeah, know what yeah, they do yeah yeah they know not what they yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah forgive yeah, them for yeah, they yeah, know. yeah yeah christ, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. christ yeah. is the original I, definition Sorry. i think you're gonna have to ask for, you know say a few hail marys i'm gonna have to yeah get my rosary out yeah you can't you cannot you cannot mix on christ and Marx. uh maybe you know what i just um i don't uh, oh, anyway, I, I'm, I'm going to do this now because I've interrupted the conversation. But one of the I think that actually this is an example of ideology and in in, of, a, of a cynical kind, the kind that we might end up talking about, um, yeah. which is that, you know, the famous uh, everyone knows uh, religion is the opiate of the masses. And you put the period there and that's like, yeah, like religion, people use it to like dope us into just accepting how things are. And but you play that out, right? Because the the rest of that quote is, I mean, you finish it, like the heart and the heartless world, right? Like that's the right. That's right, the rest right. of that line. It means right. it means something completely different. And you do that, uh, you consider the whole thing. And so anyway, like it's, uh, that's I mean that's a, that's a way that I that I think that like in I mean you know that this is like a a fondness of mine is like to like looking at the psychic structure of misreading and that like, right. like, so not, not reading all of that quote it, it like, and, or only keeping the part where like religion is, uh, 
it, it seems to be like skewered um, is right. reflective of a wider cultural attitude that, um, than it is a good reading of Marx for sure. Um, and right. Although, know, I mean, I think it's fair to say Marx like Freud is pretty, uh, hostile to religion. Yeah, I, I no, that's... That, I, I don't think that's... Unfa- I don't think it's a total misread. I mean, mm. I think it's not unfair, mm. right? No, I... Th- yeah, I mean, so considering the whole work, I think that, like, considering... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. you're... Maybe, well, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think right. consider... I, I don't know. It Like, the, the uh, you have... You're referring to more. I'm referring to, to, to one line. So I think that, like, yeah. you are... Um, you're certainly... You're more right than I am. But I do think that there's something in that... In that, yeah. in that line yeah. that is, like... Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, what I would say is not that it's a re, it's a respect of, of religion, but it is a um, it, it sees what the value is, but not but doesn't think that that's a good thing. Like it's yeah, it, like these right, like these people right, have right. this thing they accede to it because they need a heart in this heartless world. But right. what his whole thing is about is changing that heartless world because the, the and and not and demystifying the core of it, which is uh, of course like how like capital works. And yeah, except don't you think too that now I'm going to contradict myself because don't you think that um, <laughs> don't you think that Marxism is is that like it's it's sort of the modern version of Christianity, right? Like it's the I mean it's a secular it? it's a oh, secularized it's a sec- version, sec- but yeah, but for, I, I mean I I don't think that's even debatable. I mean I think the only the only debate would be is Christianity anticipation of Marxism or is Marxism a recapitulation of Christianity? Mm. I mean, that would be the debate, I think. I think, and so. I think the Marxist would say it's the former and the Christian would say it's the, it's it's the, the, latter, the latter. Well, the, the, yeah. the, Christian, the Christian who really reads the word of uh, Jesus, I would say, and, and doesn't use the Bible to like, um, oh, who's that guy who makes all those Left Behind movies? Um, oh <laughs> yeah, what is his name? Um, uh, Kirk Cameron, Tim LaHaye. Kirk, oh, Tim LaHaye, I think is. It? Oh right, right, right. But Kirk Cameron. Oh, the movie. I don't know the movie maker. I know the novel. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so same thing. Like, so yeah. Kirk Kirk Cameron has this other film. Um, I think it's. It might even be called The Meaning of Christmas. And yeah. you probably think from the title that what the whole movie is about is um, uh, like. It, 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 it's like Linus's line at the end of the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what it's actually about is um, showing how what the Bible is uh, really advocating is that everybody should have things like two fr- refrigerators and like a huge it's house. Nice. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> like, it's hard to imagine a more radical betrayal of the Christian idea. Than that. Yeah. But that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, any, anyway, yeah, yeah. I- yeah ideology yeah. in the original I, film. Sorry. I do think yeah. like, okay, so what the idea of the original is, I think fits w- right within what you were saying mm-hmm. that ideology gives us this, you know, it, 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 it's the source of the false memories, right? Mm-hmm. Like it gives us this, a coherent sense of identity mm-hmm. so that we don't question we don't, we don't, we don't question first and For first one. and foremost, yeah. and 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 also that we don't understand the like the fundamental void at the heart of our subjectivity. Because I think the idea is that grasping that traumatic reality of the of this void of our own subjectivity that we have, we're like we're groundless mm-hmm. as subjects without foundation. That 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 is the basis of a revolutionary uh, politics. Mm. So I think right, that's right. the. Film does that like, and the film I yeah. think makes this point pretty yeah. clearly, and I think that's what's I think that's why people loved the film. I mean, mm-hmm. I was I was thinking that maybe it's there's only two decent films in America made in the 1980s, you know, <laughs> like this film and and maybe Blue Velvet, and maybe Blue Velvet doesn't hold up, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. it depends on what you think of the 
of sexual assault today. Like if it, if you think that that can be, you know, funny, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I think it maybe it's problematic. Yeah. I think, you know, so, and although Blade Runner is not perfect on that because no, that's their a great initial yeah. sex scene is, a, is, 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 I think clearly problematic. It's, yeah. I was just, uh, I was just talking about that. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's dicey. I think it's, I think it's, I think you have to say that that's, he, that's a problem. He gives her, he gives her the lines. Details. Yeah. Well, not only that, but he also he, he's abusive he's to her. Abusive I mean, physically. Her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, clearly, like this notion that I think the notion. I mean, look, the, the notion is fine. It's just the problem is it feeds into the the fact that he's a man and she's a woman feeds into the classic, uh, you know, misogynist mm-hmm. model. You know that that. But I think the notion behind it is you have to be you have to be like violently ripped out of your out of your uh, you know ideological structure mm-hmm. in order, like you, there's no like peaceful kind of uh, delivery from that you know it's always going to be experienced as this kind of violent uplift up you know deracinating of you mm-hmm. and and i think the film is trying to capture that but the problem is of course that it it does it in this like in this classically misogynist yeah. way of a of a guy kind of that that somehow being abusive is is a, is a ter- sexual turn. Yeah, right. Like that like, reinforces like the worst things. Like oh, he yeah, te- it's just he, he, tees- he pinches you because he likes you. Like you know, like that. yeah, 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 yeah That yeah, and yeah, which is yeah, the most yeah, mild yeah. version of I suppose what what the the film does. Uh, the original Blade Runner. That yeah, is. the film is much worse. Yeah, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. okay. So okay. So but it's still the point I think is that we that the point is to, that if you understand your self as like ideologically as, as, as sort of ideologically, you know, if, if you understand that narrative of yourself, mm-hmm. those memories and that identity that you've constructed for yourself or that's been constructed for you rather, mm-hmm. uh, if you understand that, then you can break, you can, you can, you can become a sub, you can become yeah. a, a revolutionary subject. Mm-hmm. I think that's the idea. Yeah. And so ideology then is that fact that you don't know, mm, right? That, mm-hmm. And I think this is the, it's a, you know, it's a nice idea that, that, you know, we, we have all this, these ideas that we didn't come up with. We've just sort of accepted them from, uh, you know, from the societal, uh, the social authorities given them to us and we've accepted them and, and that we've just kind of taken them over. And that's how ideology works. And we don't, we don't question it. And we just, and, and so that's the situation of, I think Rachel for sure. I think that's the situation of Deckard. Mm-hmm. And then they, and then, you know, the film, you know, they're, they're sort of coming to, you know, it's not coming to consciousness. It's more like coming to some kind of revolutionary awareness or something, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that hap- that's what the film depicts. And isn't it fascinating that, that, so the, the new film mm-hmm. depicts, uh, you know, the, so the last, the last replicants that were revolt that revolted were the Nexus Eight, which we don't we never see no, in the first film, right? Yep. So Nexus mm-hmm. Six mm-hmm. is the last one, but then there's these two, I guess, two. We don't see Nexus Seven, but the, they and they they the problem with them is they revolt, mm-hmm. right? Because supposedly they are able to they're implanted with memories and they get to some kind of awareness that their memories are imposed and then they become subjects, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, revolting, you know, free subjects. But then, what's fascinating, I think, about the the new one is that the that 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 um, what's the guy's name? Uh, the Jared Leto character. Oh, Wallace. Uh, Wallace. Yeah. So Wallace is able to create totally docile replicants mm-hmm. by in a fascinating way, right? By by 
letting them know that their memories are faked. Right, right. It, See, I think that to me is the, the great, the genius of this film mm. is that it shows that, I think there are a lot of things that are genius, but yeah. this, is, this is probably my favorite thing, mm. is that it shows that their memories are, the, the fact that they know that their memories are faked is the thing that makes them docile, which you wouldn't think. Like you'd think like, oh, I understand that I've been ideologically controlled, thus I'm going to be, Thus, I can, I can, I realize I can revolt. I can do whatever. I don't have to. I don't have to be the slave to this identity that I've been given. Right. But it's just the opposite. Mm. You know, it's. I know you haven't seen it, but the the film makes the opposite point that the recent Westworld TV series does, which I do think is well worth watching for you. Just to make so Westworld point. is like the first Blade Runner. Yes, in that the. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah the i think they're called hosts the robots they are there is so much there the, the reason why the um the show i would like advocate watching for you or for anybody who is listening who's already into um psychoanalytic theory is that it and hasn't seen the show is um it i think no, I, I don't know intentionally, but like there's a lot there about like uh, Freud's uh, mystic writing pad, like this idea yeah. of the unconscious because these hosts, they keep living the same day over and over again and their memories keep getting rewritten and, and overwritten and things that happened to them in the past become uh, – memories in like a late version of the robots. Um, the Anthony Hopkins character calls them uh, reveries. So it gives them like a, like a center to, uh-huh. to have like a memory. And one of the ways that these robots are built is they have something called a cornerstone. And the cornerstone okay. is usually some like moment of traumatic loss. And that is the center of the, uh, of these hosts. And when, they learn that the whole thing is constructed for them and that they don't have these, uh, these personalities and that all that they are used basic, they're basically used to be murdered and to have sex with from, for tourists. They're just for the enjoyment of the, of the tourists. Exactly. Right? That then they, right, then right. they revolt that. That's, oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So that's a classic, that's a blade runner. That's a blade runner idea of, of revolt. Right. Yep. Yeah. The blade runner. And so the blade runner 2049 one is that you tell people, listen, you have these things and they're fake. And then as you say that their reaction is like, Oh, okay. Be- well, then you're, yeah. it, well, I mean, isn't it a fascinating expl- exploration of what it means to be a subject, right? Yeah. Like, like, okay, so I mean, I think it almost is like, the, it's funny because the first film is so overtly Cartesian, right? Like, yeah, you know, okay. yeah Chris' character so. right before she, right before she's, she maybe it's right before she's killed her at some point. She goes, I think Sebastian, I therefore think, I, am, yes, you know? yeah, 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 <laughs> that's right. And then, you know, there's all these, all these allusions to Descartes, but I think almost this film is more Cartesian in the sense that to doubt is, to, I mean, the first film is hinting at this, right? That mm. to, it, once we can doubt, then we become a subject. But, mm. but if you're certain about your doubt, then you can't. Then you're not a subject. You're not a subject. You know? you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah, your replica. It's a fascinating yeah. thing, right? Like then, then you're really, you're really controlled. And so mm. I feel like that isn't that exactly a depiction of the way, the ideological structure of of contemporary society. You know, we we know that we're, we know that we're ideologically duped. We know mm-hmm. that we're constant and, and, and yet, and, and it's paralyzing. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, so what the film does, I think by, by this, this idea of the introducing to K, this idea that maybe my memories are real 
even though they turn out, I mean, they're real, but they're not they're his. Not so his. They're, they're yeah, still yeah. implanted. Which is such a, like, that's that's a really nice uh No, it's twist. a key it's point a because point, it yeah. doesn't, mm-hmm. so it, it, and it turns out it doesn't matter whether yeah. they're his or not. Yeah. Uh, but if you, what you need is that doubt about whether you're being ideologically manipulated or not. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you have to know that you're not being, or you have to know that you are being. It's that you have to have that margin of doubt. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that, that allows you to, to, to act as a as a free subject, well, I think. And, so that, and I think it's yeah. I think what the film uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine that is that like it is that it is that doubt that drives K to go um, further than any other replicant because you know there's he has that conversation with like everyone uh, with the the woman who has her the her right eye uh, out she's yeah, like the leader yeah. of the resistance the and leader of the revolution the revolution yeah. and, and says like we like we all thought it was us. It was us, right? And she even says something like, uh, the, I wrote it down. She says something like, uh, we all wish it was us. Mm. That's why we believe. That's why we believe. That's what she says. Yeah. That's why we believe. Yeah. And I thought, well, God, that's pretty amazing. That, mm. and, but I think it's not that, you know, Kay says earlier to, to the, his, the police chief, mm-hmm. uh, played by Robin Wright, he says, you know, uh, I, I, she goes, why does it matter if, if the, if the replicant is born or not? And mm-hmm. he says, then he says, it's because it would have a soul, have I a guess. Soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I think it's not that, I think the film is not like saying, oh, if you're born, you have a soul, which seems right. that, silly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think what it's saying is the, like the, 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 the ability to question whether one has a soul or not is what constitutes one as a subject. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. that's what I think she's saying at the end when she's saying, we all wish it was us. That's why we believe, mm. you know, mm-hmm. this, the possibility that I wasn't just programmed is the, without that possibility, then there's no freedom at all. Do you right? see, like the, so I'm, I want to ask you a question. Do you see yeah. that as, um, what ends up pushing these replicants toward the path of forming like a revolutionary coalition is, um, is desire then. And it's like that this, uh, maybe that's more like wish or want, but just, just this, um, like they're, they're just supposed to do what they're told. They're supposed to be completely right. docile, right. but the dream, cause that's what the, um, the, the woman who he sleeps with, uh, that's what she picks up the, the horse and says, it's like the dream. That's what she says right. that when she, right. you know, right. um, and that this, uh, anyway, so I guess the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that like, so it, um, is this a, uh, f- for these replicants, like the, what, what pushes them toward the revolutionary thing is that they are introduced to a, like, um, a desire that they're not right. supposed to have. And so that is, well, every yeah. desire is a desire not supposed to have. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's a, an excellent, I don't know. Do you think, <laughs> I mean, I think that, yeah, yeah, well, maybe not. I mean, I think you could, I think, I think it's possible to believe that desires are, are sort of imposed on us, but I don't think so. I think every desire is a desire we're not supposed to have, okay. which is why it's desire. Which is why it's desire. Yeah, and then you can, yeah, and why yeah. you can't have it, and then you keep out. You keep that. Desire, like I don't think you know? the I don't think that the law dictates our desire. Mm-hmm. Like I think if you think that, then you think the game's already over. Right, which is I, you know, which yeah. is a Foucauldian position. Yeah, a Foucauldian I think. Position. Yeah, the, the the one yeah. the one of of cynicism. I think which that yeah. he tries to get out well, of right. that. that he, uh, it's that interesting he, to he, connect he, the Foucault to cynicism, but I think that's exactly right. I mean, yeah. I think 
I mean, we didn't say the word cynicism yet, I don't think. No. But this, it seems like this film mm-hmm. is a, such a direct commentary on the cynical position, which yeah. develops from this, like, knowing that one is manipulated and just sort of throwing up one's hands. But I do want to speak back to this desire question because I think that's right. I think it's saying that, you know, there's no revolutionary subjectivity without uh, some way in which your desire gets engaged, right? Like that's the the point. So it's not... And, you know, I I loved that in the... I I mean, it's funny that the, the object for him is the horse yeah. and the object for Deckard was the unicorn. The unicorn yeah. And it's, it's, uh, I mean, again, it's, it's interesting because one was, one's an ima- impossible object, right. which is sort of much more about the way that desire is constituted, right? right? Yeah, like it's, it's, impossible. it's, it's the impossible, it's constituted around the impossible lost object. Mm-hmm. And here the object is possible and it's, and, and it's all about like believing in the reality but of the object, right? But it's not object, his. Right? So that's, but it's not that's, so it ends up being just impossible. as impossible, yeah, right? Like, yeah, that's like great. there's yeah. this there's this incredible moment where he finds you know like it's the impossible thing that happens. Like yeah, we all yeah. have this lost object that constitutes us, and it's impossible to find because we never really lost it, right? right? It's like it constitutes us only insofar as it's lost. And he goes back and actually finds it. Yeah, You're like, yeah. wait a minute, what happened? How could he find his lost object? Yeah, but he yeah, didn't, no. of course, right? Like, but the idea that he, I mean. Maybe the the film is suggesting that the idea that you know, like believing in that possibility, is is itself a kind of is is maybe a necessary fiction for mm. one's uh, you know one's one's emergence as a subject. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is this is what I wanted to say. I guess in uh, in regards uh, desire is that what what I think gets um, obviously the 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 premise of the film is that like. Uh, these replicants are created, they do really great work, and then there's some kind of crisis where they stop doing what they're programmed to do. And I th- I wonder, like, is it something about, and, and I don't necessarily want to do like a, like a psychobiography of Wallace, but like, is the implication that um, something that is made by people could not have a desire outside of what we would want them to do so like they could not have desire on their own and that's where the blind spot is and that's what op- well, and that's what opens is up that his I mean is it his blind spot or is it their blind spot the wait who's there when you mean the uh, uh is it the blind spot of the replicants or is it the blind spot of wallace not to recognize that that could be created well that's i guess that's that's my whole question because like that's what yeah. that's I, I bring up westworld and i go back to it which is like the the idea that these hosts could have um desires of their own rather than they could just fulfill the in quotation mark desires of other people yeah which it, yeah. that's where desire means want rather than desire well, in the way that we mean it in this conversation right, right. i think th- i mean it's, it seems to, to me that the thesis of the film is miracles are possible right yeah like the, yeah yeah, yeah. Great. obviously the secular miracle but the, the secular the film begins with with uh, the one, the one Nexus Eight replicant saying to the guy that's involved in the revolution saying to uh, saying to Kay, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, you don't believe you've never seen a miracle, never seen a miracle, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think I feel like the, that that you could say that's the mistake of 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 um, of the Jared Leto character, right? That mm-hmm. he doesn't believe in the possible. He needs. The idea of he needs the birth to believe in miracles, but yeah. the, the yeah, clear yeah. mistake in that is that the birth itself would be the miracle, yeah. right? Like so, yep. so it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. right? Like the you know so if if 
Yeah, they already they, have. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, I do know what you're saying. You already, it's already happened. Like you have all the evidence that it did occur. So why do you need to see the thing? Because the miracle was that it happened, right? Like, right, yeah. right, right. Like, like you don't have to say, oh, we need to have the birth. Then, then we'll know that the because the birth would be the miracle, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. so, so it's like it's like he doesn't understand the way in which. Uh, I think that the miracle. I think to answer your question mm-hmm. is. Like even in the thing that we create, mm-hmm. there. I mean, isn't this why there's such a fear of AI, right? Like that. Yeah. That, right. That right. I think right, people right. recognize yeah. that. Like that. That there is this possibility for something that we don't break. intend. Yeah. yeah. For the break. Yeah. The yeah break. For the break. Yeah. Like the cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I do think I do want to say one more thing. Go ahead, please. I feel like I feel like the. Um, Maybe this is just a dumb point, but I feel like the uh, the the unicorn versus the horse mm. again. I wondered if if you thought that it was a kind of a thing about, you know, the the horse is kind of castrated. Unicorn. Oh, unicorn! That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like ca- and then I I mean to make anything of it, I just would say, mm. isn't it? Isn't he trying to say not just that the horse is that his object is real in a way that Deckard's object wasn't, mm. but that the whole point, whereas whereas. Deckard is trying has to recognize that he's that that he's not just a you know that he's he's something other than just a normal castrated subject. Yeah. K has to recognize that he is actually a castrated, castrated subject. subject. Well, you know, but like he that, well because it actually he real he recognizes that he is in the beginning because well, he doesn't have because that's the whole thing with like with symbolic castration right is that you, to have something taken away from you that you didn't know you really wanted. Like, yeah, and, yeah, and that's yeah. what and that's what happens with K is that he's fine killing, you know, replicants and being a replicant and having people write, you know, skin job on his. Uh, yeah, on his fuck door. off skin fuck job. Off skin <laughs> job. Yeah, right? I love that. That's yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. yeah, he's fine with that. Yeah. But then when he has the dream of something more then yeah. to have that take. Yeah, no, no. I think that that's, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, right. The castration is losing what you only dreamt that you'd have. I mean, there's that great moment where, uh, where somebody, who is it that says like, Oh, it's, it's, it's when Wallace is, 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 is watching the woman being born. Yeah. And there's this whole ambiguity about, you know, you didn't tell me that a child was born into this world. Yeah. And he's, he, it's not clear. Is he talking about the the woman that just dropped out of this kind of womb like yeah. thing right in front of him, mm-hmm. or is he talking about? I think that his assistant's name is Love, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is great. Uh, is he talking about that she knows that there's a real a replicant that's been born? Right. It's not clear what she's talking about at that point. And then right. and then he goes in and talks. And he goes he goes right when we're born, we all, we we we're afraid of losing what we are before we even know what we are. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, uh, that was such a nice way to put it, like that the 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 sense of like loss comes before. I mean, of course, right? L- loss is prior to identity. That that's the the that's the way that that structure works. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, then, and so that's the so that is the okay. This is what I was getting at when I was asking the desire question: is that uh, all of these replicants that begin their uh, the, the, to, to move toward this revolutionary path that they're, they're docile because they're told that they're basically told that you never had anything. And then what they have to then move through is this, um, what turns out to be like a dream or illusion that they could, they could have something or they did have something and it was taken away from them. And then that has to be 
um, exactly that has to be rendered exactly. to fiction, and that's how exactly. they become a desiring subject, and that's how they become. Exactly. The, yeah, that's that's really exactly. nice. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I just I think the film is pretty great on that mm. on that count. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, I, I I think the other, you know, the the other. I don't know. Do you want to say anything more about that? Because I think that you know, it seems like that's the that's the main political, ideological, ideology critique dimension of the film. I mean, it seems yeah. pretty. Yeah. It seems pretty compelling in that way. I think it's it's, you know, it's it seems almost flawless. Well, but then I, yeah, I, I, go I, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say like the the only thing I was gonna add, and I don't know if we're gonna build to this later, is just that that um, that part of the film. Uh, or that aspect of the film evinces like uh, a quite complex notion of like, you know, we talked about this um, in email exchange of, of universality and universality meant in the uh, Hegelian way, which is a, a way that we don't necessarily think that when we think of a universal, we think of uh, an aggregate of particulars. We think of like, we think of if I get all of the Lego pieces, I will have the whole, Lego like that's that's I'll have it I'll have everything if I get all these things like then it's universe like I'll have created the whole but that's not how it works what the the universal like for uh for Hegel is the 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 universal is a particular that changes all particulars and that's what's so like the the film does and it's a very patient movie and it like really, really lets you understand this like obviously it has to be for being three hours but it earns everything it does I think and mm. on this point, what, you know, um, uh, Robin Wright's character says to Kay is that, like, if it gets out that there is a child born of a replicant, it breaks the world because it works on this idea that these are the rules and this is the bulwark against these replicants moving in to the world, the realm of the human, that there has to right. be this division. And if there's no division, everything falls apart. And so... Right. For there to be one child of a from a, a woman, a mother who doesn't exist anymore, so it's not like right. there could suddenly be more. And and she like could I mean I I take this to be true. She has some kind of immune deficiency, so it's not like she right. will. No, she's in pretty bad. She's shape. in pretty bad shape, so it's not like she's yeah. some like like Achilles like warrior that's gonna <laughs> yeah. like take down the world or anything. She's all heel. Yeah, exactly. She's all yeah, heel. She's Achilles. She's all heel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, but her yeah. heel is like if she got shot there, she'd be fine. So that, yeah. that's how that yeah. would work. Yeah, yeah she'd run yeah. off and it'd be okay. Yeah, no. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it isn't. It isn't that like th- this is like some special person who. But I th- it's a great yeah, point, okay. Ryan, that she is. She's in a. I think the film characterizes her as the universal replicant, right? Yeah. Like she is yes. the replicant as such. Yes. Like that. That it's. It's actually the figure of the exception because the, every other replicant is made, not born. Mm-hmm. But she's the one that then. You're right. I love that line from Robin Wright. This breaks the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's the main point of the film that, that like this that the, the 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 singular figure is the figure that's universalizable, mm, right? Like mm. they're if depending on what that singularity marks, like it marks like because it's it's the singular that marks this cut, right? Yeah. Like she she exists on the cut between the human and the replicant, just like. You know, I like. I know you like to talk about Black Lives Matter as a yeah. universalist yes. movement, Absolutely. right? And because, like, it, it, in a certain way, it's like, you, you, like, 
it seems clear to most people Mm -hmm. that all lives matter would be the universalist movement, right? Right. Because, but I think the the mistake, as you you've pointed out, is that that that's a way of seeing universality as an aggregate of particulars or or a. It's not a it's not a math equation. What it what right? right. It's not a math or or, you know. But the problem, I mean, here's the problem with seeing universality, and this I think even Hume understood this perfectly well. That anytime you see universality as an aggregate of particulars, there's never enough. It's the bad infinite, right? Yeah. Hegel's bad infinite. You never get enough particulars. Like yeah. you always say, like, well, okay, it applies to nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine, but what about the yeah. what about the millionth? You know, right. like uh, we're not sure if we, we need a million and one. We need a million. So there's always another yeah. particular that you're not sure if it applies it's, to. It, it's it's a. Uh Exactly. You can't you can't uh, get enough numbers to make the the math work. What you need is something that changes the way the math is even done. Like right. that, it has right. to like yeah. like it, it's not an equation to fill in. It's it, it is it is something that arises that changes what the the equation even is. Like that's that, that yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. right. It, right. It, because I think it, it exists on the on a, the point of the cut. Right? Yeah. Like it exists on the point of the cut between in, in the case of Blade Runner, the cut between the replicant and the human, mm. or in the case of 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 Black Lives Matter, yeah. the, the cut, the racial cut, right? Yeah, like that, absolutely. and so that's where the like, why do you have to say Black? It seems like it a seems Black Lives Matter, yeah. but but in order to say that all lives matter, you have to say Black Lives Matter, right? Like, there's no way to say directly all lives matter other than to say Black Lives. Yeah, matter. and and I think like the 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 greatest if you needed any proof but the greatest proof that um black lives matter don't is that people get upset when black people say that right <laughs> so that's right. the that is like the right. greatest right. justification for that right. for that phrase being the name of the movement for black lives is that it upsets right. people it's just, it's it's mind boggling yeah. really yeah. right like it's as if it's a radical i mean like yeah you know like you want to play for someone like a speech by fanon or malcolm x or something yeah right 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 <laughs> you, know, you know like uh you know like if they want to like it's so far from a radical statement but but i think you're i think you're right that it it is a radical mm-hmm. statement just because it upsets uh it upsets so many white people yeah yeah you know? exactly well i mean it's the same thing with like uh and it was the same thing with feminism. Like, I mean, that's why you want to, if the, if the word feminist or feminism, if that, like, if that makes people uncomfortable, then it's doing good work. Like, right. The, you know, right. uh, um, right. the, the, you only, you only change terms, uh, when it, it, it becomes, uh, I guess when it becomes subsumed and part of the situation, I guess, like, well, that's an interesting way to put it in Badu's. Yeah. Terms. But, but said, I, yeah. I think, I, I think that that's right. I mean, I was going to say, when it becomes like, isn't there an opposition between the universal and the doxa or between truth and knowledge? Mm. And that, so that, so that, so that if, if the term becomes part of the doxa, then, then it, it ceases to be part of the truth. And so you have to then change the term. This is why, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, this is why it's, it's, it's boring to hear people just repeat the doxa. Yeah. No one wants to listen to that. Well, it's, you know what I've, I've thought about this in terms of, um, when, uh, when something becomes a part of an anthology, it loses its radical and yeah. potential. Yeah. So like, um, which is, I think, yeah. isn't that an argument for never, ever, ever teaching an anthology I, in absolute, a course? Totally, totally. Like it's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. Howell is not a radical document anymore when you can teach it to disaffected, uh, 15 year olds yeah. in high yeah. school, you know, like, I'm not sure how was ever a radical. Well, document, that's no, 
Yeah. Okay. Well, we can have a. We can. That's fine. That. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. But yeah. but no. But I mean, that's the point. Is that like you have like I don't know like to to get just like go back to to poetry or whatever is like you have these different schools of poetry and they're all reacting to different things and these like particular like historical moments where like things are changing and expression right. either for poetry like something like the language movement or like fluxus or whatever. Um. Yeah. But then it becomes a part of an anthology and it's like it's not it loses that punch. You know, like anyway, so like, uh, yeah, but okay, you know. I, I, okay, now I'm gonna just switch around though, Go ahead. because Go ahead. I think, isn't there a danger of like, uh, of, of making the universal hysterical? Isn't, isn't there a danger in what you're doing? Like, it always has to be like challenging, you know, yeah. like, like, isn't there, like, like, if, if that's your position, mm-hmm. then you can never have the universal in power. Which I don't think is right. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't think that's right. I think there can be like ways in which, you know, equality is instituted, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, if not, then what the hell are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, so I do. I do think that there's a danger. I I I agree basically with what you said. Yeah. But I do think there's a danger in like this hystericization of the universal, like making it always a kind of. Well, it has to be. I guess that maybe it has to be that. I don't know. I think. I, know I think why. it. I. I think it's a question of the. Day of. Um. I think it's a question of the day after. I think. Yeah. I think it's yeah, that. Like. Right. I think that's it right. needs to be. I think it needs yeah. to be. I guess is what I would say because to, to your to your good challenge, which is that it needs to be radical until such time that it needs to be the way every day works. Yeah. And and yeah. and then right. I mean yeah. uh, right because if we're not changing the everyday, then what are we doing? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like like. You know, yeah. I, I do feel like that's a pretty important, important yeah, cause, point. Because like, how we live okay. every day is how we live most of the time. Yeah, right? yeah. And I think it's, I think one of the great errors of the 20th century was this notion that you really are only authentic in the extreme. You know, this is the existentialist idea. Yeah. Like you're only authentic in the extreme situation. Well, that's fine. But I mean, we're only at war or on the verge of death, a very little portion of our lives. So, mm-hmm. so what the hell? Like, why is it? When I'm fixing breakfast for myself, why isn't that equally an authentic yeah, yeah. or a situation where I have to also like, you know, come to terms with what I am as a subject? I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that. I'm very suspicious of this idea of the, of the extreme as the only, the only side of truth. No, that's. Know? I think that that's a that's a really good point. I, yeah. I um. I think we, let's return to the film. Okay, I'm sorry, I've, I've no, kind of no, driven no. us a far, no, 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 a, no, no, far it, afield. But I do want to talk about yeah. the women, I guess, before we before we stop. Sure. Because I do, did you did you think it was problematic at all? Like I, I do. Here's what I liked. Okay, so I'll start with that. Start with that. Yeah, I liked the way I liked especially the way in which uh, he the the lovemaking scene. I think it was lovemaking, yeah. not just sex. Yeah, right? yeah I agree between, with that. Between Joy and and Kay yeah. and and and. And I thought the way that she sort of had to embody this other uh, woman mm-hmm. and then they kind of couldn't quite, they never quite coincided. Right. And I thought that was a nice way to depict mm-hmm. the relationship sort of between, like that's how any, almost any sexual encounter works, right? It like you're never quite, quite coincide. interacting yeah. with the other person. You have this, it's like the fantasy yeah. is kind of overlapping with the real person. And the fantasy is actually closer to the subjectivity of the person than their real yeah. body. Yeah. Which I think is, I thought that was a pretty amazing point by the film, right? Like yeah. usually we think, oh, don't just fantasize about me. Like mm-hmm. t- think of me as a real person. Mm-hmm. But I think the film is saying, <laughs> no, no, no. It's actually in our fantasy of of the person we're with that we come closer to t- to touching the real of their, of their being, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Do you buy that or not? Uh, no, I do buy that. Like, I think, like, uh, you saying that reminds me of, you know, uh, the Lacan's famous uh, dictum that, the, you know, there is no sexual relationship, right? That's what you're saying. When, right, and right, what he means yeah, by that right, is not right. that there's no sex or whatever, but that you, exactly, that you, you have, a, you have a relationship with, you cannot have a relationship with a whole person and you never, you never meet them on, uh, if, you never meet a person on the level of their wholeness, only like their, their lack. And, and this, um, uh, it's so, it's so nice what the film does. Cause it would have been, it yeah. would have been very yeah. easy. Oh, this is what I wanted to, when you brought this up uh, pre-show, I wanted to draw a connection to, uh, the, uh, Spike Jones film, her, which I know you don't like, um, where it does this point. I think that, um, Blade Runner does basically the point of her, uh, a lot, a lot better, better, which is that yeah. like, yeah. which isn't that the joy is not this impossible thing that you can never have. It's like, he did, he has her all the time. She's in his pocket. Like, I mean, he, right. he goes, he goes everywhere with her. She knows everything about him. She knows him better than anybody else. Um, and it's, it makes a point about, um, it makes a point about humanity. I think it makes a, p- a point about like actually existing like human relationships. I have this, like I have this thing. I probably said this to you before and I don't know that I invented this. Somebody has probably said this before, but I think any, anything like, like Mad Men, like a, like a TV series or a film that's about the past, um, yeah. has to be making some comment about the present. And of I, course. and I think yeah. anything that is, um, like science fiction about the future has be, to be about the present. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. and I would maybe even extend that to anything that's about robots or, or, or AI, needs to also it needs to be about people or else it's right, it's making right. a point about its own internal world and it doesn't have the then who cares then who cares right, right. it ha- what hook right. does it have uh, for, for any sort of right. meaning and so right. that's the i guess that's the problem with her is that it only is making its point in that world for that particular <laughs> conception of i you know what right i have to confess i never understood the fascination with her but yeah. every psychoanalytic friend I have, except you, I think, has written an essay on the film. <laughs> like, I've, I've read so many essays that you would think I'd finally be convinced that the film has some merit, but I never was convinced. Yeah. For one thing, like, like, isn't the great problem with her, I don't want to get too sidetracked on this, no, I, know, I'm sorry, I think yeah. you're right, like, obviously it has this, there is no sexual relationship, and that you're relating to the fantasy, and blah, 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 blah. But... Isn't the great problem that it imagines that the Scarlett Johansson character, I don't even remember her name. What is it? The computer. Uh, does she have a name? Yeah, she does. I don't remember, but it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, whatever it is, yeah. uh, that, that her, that she's this undivided subject. Like she can, like I can, I'm in love with 550 to five different people, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, it's, I've read Alan Watts and I'm, <laughs> I mean, like yeah. I wanted to just vomit, like, <laughs> like. You ha- don't you have to? This comes back to your point about just the internal world of the film, right? Yeah. Like, don't, like the, we have no. Th- that's completely imaginary, yeah. right? Like, there is no. We have like, we have no, no point of reference mm-hmm. of a of a subject that isn't divided in some way, right. right? Like she's this like, and it doesn't make any sense because if she's not a divided subject, then she couldn't love. Uh, the, what's I don't even remember what the guy's name is. Um, the, it's fine. Who's the bad actor? It's the guy. The guy, the guy is uh, Joaquin Phoenix. 
Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, right? Yeah. Uh, he's like the great overactor of our time. He's like he's like Al Pacino on overacting steroids. <laughs> he's like, right? oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's no. probably mean. And and you know, like I I once said something about an actor, and and they're like someone related to them was in a class of mine, and they I, their evaluation was oh. terrible. <laughs> so I want to say so I should never. I want to say I should Pac- never say. I want to say Pacino is probably pretty confident. So yeah, and it's yeah, probably yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Like no, he's fine. He's I'm just fine. talking about Phoenix. Yeah, I anyway. know. And you were talking about Scent anyway, of a Woman. I think is probably the yeah. Other. I'm talking about Scent of a yeah. Woman. <laughs> I mean, most of the time he's pretty great. Yeah. But uh, I mean, especially like he could have made Heat and then just killed himself, <laughs> and his life would have had a great meaning. Right? Like it would have been. <laughs> All right. Don't you think? Now you might have offended Al Pacino. Uh, no, no, I, no, I don't mean that. As a, I mean that was a great compliment. Yeah, yeah. Like that was like you couldn't. You're in a film like that, and it's yeah. an insider too. My God, yeah. I mean, no, he they're pretty great. Anyway, yeah, anyway, yeah. so my point yeah. about her yeah. is that that it like 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 isn't the, it's it's all about this like she wouldn't be able to love the Phoenix character mm-hmm. if she wasn't a divided subject, right. but then she has this uh, this like total excess bountiful ability to love everyone. Yeah. So she's not. You know, she's not divided in the way an ordinary subject is. Yeah. But that's what, by the way, this is what I like about Blade Runner right. is that even the, even the fantasy object is it, she becomes a subject, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the great, like she has like this moment of, and it, 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 the film is kind of suggesting that it's death that subjectifies us. Yes. Right. That, that it's, it's both the encounter with like the origin mm-hmm. and the, the question, the doubting of the origin. But then again, this, this experience of like that I'm, I'm, I experience my being towards death and that kind of constitutes me as a free subject. And she has that, at least for her, that's true. Right. right. Like well, cause she, she, cause she gets killed. Right. You know, she is killed. She gets killed. Yeah. And that's, the th- that's the thing with like her again, like t- t- for like another AI movie with like, with like lovemaking and also like a, um, like that movie tries to do the, um, some surrogate, for lovemaking as well, I, th- I think. And right. anyway, but she, but she can't die, right? No, it's she just, OS. she OS. OS. She right? just disappears. Yeah. That's what, this is the point I was just going to make is she just disappears because she's right. so full and, and impossible. Right. Whereas, right. And, and again, that like, it, 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 that just c- continues to make her like a, a fantasy object. And, but Joy not only dies, yep. she she sort of assumes, she kills herself in a certain way, right? Like she says, take me. Exactly. In the emanator, yep. even though I know that 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 brings with it the risk of my own yep. death, so yep. she she sort of freely accepts her own death, and then that comes back to the end of the film, right where mm-hmm. where the the leader of the revolution says to to Kay, uh, you know, f- dying for the right cause is the thing is the human thing the most, to do, the most right? human like, thing to do, yeah, and, and, and that's why, and like I so I made this point to you, like. That's what what I love about the end of the film is is that you know Kay takes um, Deckard to see his daughter and he sits on the steps of the you know the the place where she works to create memories and he lets himself die and we know from earlier in the film I think that like um, uh, Villeneuve did I get that right again yeah Villeneuve like and that's the, he repeats the exact scene right he, what it's, but it's it's the first time it happens he thinks he's the of. He thinks he's born. Yes. He puts his hand out to the snow. He's been to the orphanage. Mm-hmm. He puts his hand out to the snow. Mm-hmm. Exact same shot. Yeah. And he thinks he's born. And then he then he's like, I can feel the snow in my hand. I'm a, I'm a real subject. Yeah. And then here he does it at the end with no illusion that he's born. Right. right. But he's 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 sort of participated in the revolution and he's dis, and he's. 
he also he gives up the other thing is right he gives up his object yeah right? like he 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 gives it he to, gives exactly he gives it to Deckard gives it to yeah. Deckard yeah. yeah and it's so and and like it's such a um, so he cho- I mean this is this is the point there is that like he chooses to die a human than to continue living as a replicant because we we know like he's like shot earlier and he's bleeding and he just says like I'll just glue it so you know yeah. that it's not a problem for these yeah. replicants to just keep living and but it, it's it's um it's more meaningful like obviously because like he's been a He's been awoken as a subject, you know, like, right, and, and, right. and this is the, this is the fulfillment of, of his, uh, of his subjectivity. And like, you know, he's like, it's sort of, I think it, like, do, do you think that it makes a point of like, you know, I mean, maybe this is the point too about, about joy is that like, um, you, you know, one is perhaps most alive in death. Is that like, maybe do you see that? Or is that like too? Yeah, too, I think, like I don't know crass? about that. I, no. I mean, maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. I mean, I, I think there has to be some kind of possibility of death of to death. be alive. Maybe that's yeah, the better way yeah. of putting it. Yeah, I think that's, that's what I would say. That's a better that's way of putting it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I do think though that I want to just touch quickly Please. on this, the, the, the relationship to noir, right? Yeah. Because, uh, so the first film is so clearly a science fiction noir film, mm-hmm. like and and you know like he's like the classic thing is the noir detective is sort of isn't can't just investigate from a distance, but ends up getting personally implicated in the investigation, mm-hmm. and of course that's what happens to Deckard, right? Like investigating the other replicants ends up leading him to dis, to to question and to, maybe to discover or at least to question whether he is a a replicant or not. I find it funny, by the way, that Ford and Scott have these like long arguments about whether Decker yeah, yeah, is a replicant yeah, or not. Yeah, that's you know? great. I find that very funny. Uh, probably I would say the director's right, but you know, <laughs> God only knows, right? Uh, right. Uh, but, but I think that, um, I think the, 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 the new one mm-hmm. sort of promises this, and you wanted to talk about sort of Villeneuve as a, as a auteur as well. And mm-hmm. I think this is interesting because the, the new one sort of promises the noir trajectory that he's investigating a not a crime but a, a, a yeah. case mm. in which he is the he's the target. So right. there's a, there's a couple of classic noirs that sort of have this as the, the the main one is the big clock. So big clock the 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 hero is investigating a murder and he's the he he didn't mean to do it mm. but he's the killer. Nah. So it was a kind of accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he has to investigate, but he has to kind of not investigate too hard. Right, but he right, has right. to seem like he's investigating. So <laughs> that's one. And then I get, that film is actually remade as No Way Out with Kevin Costner, oh. which is a great film. And there's a Blade Runner connection because Sean Young is his girlfriend. Oh, that's great. And she's the, the first one in the first Blade Runner. But then the other film is, is DOA, which was also remade, interestingly, with uh, Dennis Quaid. And Meg Ryan, but the, in the early one with Edmund O'Brien, the, that he 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 the, the hero recognizes he's been killed, mm. and then the whole the whole film is his him trying to solve his own murder. Oh. But he's still going to die. He's still going to die. Yeah. But he, he he the whole point is to try to solve. That's his sort of his last task, and mm. so that's a really classic noir motif. And and I think Blade Runner seems like it's Blade Runner for twenty forty nine seems like it's going to go that route, mm-hmm. right? Like it seems like it's going to be, he's going to discover, oh, I was investigating <laughs> this, what replicant has been born. Right, Look, I have the same date. Yeah. I have the mm-hmm. horse. Mm-hmm. I found the horse in my memory. And then I found it in real life. Ha ha. I'm the one, I'm the G, I'm, it's Jesus discovering that he's Jesus, Jesus, right? Yeah, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he gets this kind of, the, the whole film is about not, that not happening. Mm-hmm. Like he discovers 
That's not true. Yeah. Right. So it's a kind of, in a way, it's an. I thought it was an anti-noir mm-hmm. and a kind of anti-Villeneuve because so many of Villeneuve's films have this perfect singular logic, like Arrival, especially. Right. We come right back to the beginning and have to re-signify the beginning right. based upon what we learn. We don't like. We think the beginning is already post-loss right. in Arrival, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it really is. She's just a normal bored. Professor. Yeah, right, right. You know, we you think, just, oh, she's so depressed. Yeah. She's lost her job. No, <laughs> and she, it turns out just a little de- uh, she's just like a normal professor, yeah. right? She's a <laughs> linguistics professor. You live a pretty dull, boring, sad life. Disaffected. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, disaffected. Yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, and so I think that's pretty, that's a kind of nice noirish trajectory, that loop, that kind of repetition. I mean, I think that's why people interested in psychoanalysis like noir, right? Mm-hmm. Like this whole. Right. Freud's word is noctroglycite, right? Like this coming back to the this de- belatedness or deferred action, like coming back, to understanding something only subsequently. Only subsequently, you know, yeah, right? yeah. The se- yeah, yeah. The second, the second time makes sense of the first. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, no. That's that's interesting. I um, just like really quickly. I don't know. I'm gonna yeah. find a way to tie this to. Uh, to Blade Runner, um, as, okay. as I'm as I'm saying this, but um, okay. what I think is uh, well, what I think is interesting for Villeneuve in um, in Arrival is that he um, attempts to tell, uh, and so does Ted Chang, who write the, sto- the short story that that the, the, short story, yeah. the, the yeah. film is based on, is that they are trying to assert a um, a circular logic, like a different logic for time, while telling a story in a teleological medium, mm, right, and right. and that's like. It's very it's 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 hard. So what you have to do, and I think the film does a good job of this, um, is that like like the um, the Amy Adams character Louise, like she has to live, she has to live enough in the future to figure out what she was supposed to have done in the present, and that's right. like a ni- that's like a nice um, like disturbance of uh, of time, and like what what mm. happens in that in that film is that we understand as an audience, and I think there were some viewers who got upset with this, who I I remember reading somewhere that people were like the reveal that she is experiencing time in a different way played out too long. And the, and it it only did for the audience. Like the point in the film is that she's undergoing a complete physical change to the way that she thinks like the, the way that information and sensations are being processed for that character. Louise is being radically shifted and altered. And I think that there is an interest in that movie on the part of uh, Villeneuve to, and in the short story as well to show that the, the, the way that we think is not, it's, it's a physical process and it is painful to change and I think that that um, fits in with what he is um, offering with Blade Runner twenty forty nine in terms of um, uh, ideology and this comment. Yeah, and I yeah. and I and it, no, I think that's right. Yeah, so I think that that's like yeah. that's a really nice uh, way of thinking about like putting those two yeah. films together. Beyond the fact that these are two like sort of sci fi films that I think put the science uh, very very small, and they put yeah. and, and, and it yeah. a- elevates the, the humanities or uh, concerns like much much larger. Right, right, right. They're they're basically theoretical. I, I films, completely I think. think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I, I, do, I do. What did you think about the 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 naked women? The naked women in 
you, I know you just saw the movie today. So, like, what scene? Like, remind me. So, I know. I, I mean, so there's one. The, the, so there. So there's. Oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry. So when that woman is born and she's like just. No, I, I didn't. That, that didn't bother me so okay. much. But but um, but I I was thinking of the because that's that seems like a that seemed like a that wasn't a. That wasn't an eroticized. No, it was not. not nudity. I mean, no, that's just a, that's I've, okay. That's just uh, yeah. a body. I didn't. I didn't think anything of that. But I was thinking of the, the when we see joy in this huge. Oh, I see. This huge image of her when when um, when Kay is walking after he's been to. After he's been to Deckard, I think. Yeah. yeah after mm-hmm. he's been to Deckard, mm-hmm. Kay, the, it's on the street. He's yep. on kind of in a. It's the in, advertisement. In, yeah, it's a huge adver- it's a it's a building high advertisement right. and she's she's totally naked, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. Uh and you know, so I, I I don't know. I mean, I felt like there is this I mean, maybe there's a commentary there about the way that sort of pornographic fantasy is being uh marketed, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I also felt like the film kind of uh, I don't know. Sort of, it, it, insel- it itself was a bit um, invested in that. Hmm. I, I don't know. I guess maybe, I, I, maybe that's well. Wrong. I was going to say, like, know. I guess would you would you say I'm being too kind to the film to say that like that moment show, showed uh, joy in like a vulgar way, and it like I don't want to say helped um, Kay, but like like in that in that moment maybe I, I don't know i wonder if in that moment i wonder what you say to this uh if if k understands exactly how much subjectivity that she had like the one in other words not much at all well no i was gonna say the opposite which is that like the opposite the opposite, the opposite. which is that she like 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 she is oh no i could see both readings on this yeah i wish which one i don't know what you like better is that like so he's seeing he's seeing this naked version of her and he's reflecting on the depth of the person of the joy that he knew or is he seeing the naked version of her and reflecting on how little was there i don't know i think you know that's it seems and like is that the, the problem? problem with the f- yeah i think that's the problem yeah. with the film and, I, and you know the other thing like when they have that lovemaking scene early on the very next mm-hmm. shot is she's not naked, but it's a it's a it's the first time we see the full building advertisement of joy. So oh, it's okay. like it's like is the film like what's it doing? It's like first establishing her as a, a subject, and then as a subject saying no, look, all she is is the advertisement. Like all she is is the pornographic mm-hmm. commodity, right? Like. So well, then that's a cynical. Yeah, position I don't know. That's, that's what I fear it is. With, yeah. That's what I fear yeah. it is. But I don't know. I mean, that's I, a bummer. I'm not. I'm not entirely uh, convinced either way on that. I, I, I just it's for me a question like what the film is. No, it's interesting. Is, is doing. I guess what make. I guess what uh, obviously what makes it um, an issue is that it's unclear. Like it's right. like that it could go. Right. That it could it could go either way in a bad way. Yeah. Not in the same way. Th- not in the same way that like Deckard could either be a replicant or a human. Right. I think know, that's right. Which, I mean, look. The, you know, yeah. I I did what I did like though. I have to say is that I was I was really afraid that when Deckard is captured by Wallace and and we get the I thought this was we don't have time to talk about this, but I thought this was stunning that he's going to mm. torture him not with pain but with with enjoyment, right? Like, yeah, like that's yeah, really yeah. the that's only way point. to be tortured. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, real. I mean, that's totally seriously, right? Like that. It's that's absolutely. the real torture is is to have to force you to enjoy, and and uh, and 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 
we get Sean Young, Rachel coming in, but it's not Sean Young, mm-hmm. right? It's a it's an actor who right. looks pretty much like her. And then, mm-hmm. but what's different? I thought this was so great. Um, I thought it would have been terrible if we would have seen a like a love scene between this ancient Deckard and the young, yeah, the young mm-hmm. Rachel. That would have. I think that would have been pretty repulsive. Like that would have been, yes. you know, like that joke, like uh, about about gravity. Like George Clooney would rather fly off into space than than hook and up with a woman than, yeah. in his old age, in his own age. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. I think that's from Tina yep. Fey and Amy Poehler. <laughs> that is Tina Fey. Yeah. And, Amy yep. Uh, yeah. and I thought, well, that's true. Is that true of Harrison Ford too? He's like, he's, he's you yeah. know, he wants to hook. Like, why wouldn't it be that we see what Rachel would have looked like? Like really put Sean Young in the film today, you mm-hmm. know, but but then the film I think didn't I think nicely didn't go down that road and he rejects her yeah. and he rejects her fascinatingly because he's like her eyes so it's what is her it eyes. the two the two objects right we're that, br- that we're drawn yeah. to so he doesn't mention he mentions the eyes it's not her eyes but mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember remember this but her voice is distinctly not Sean Young's voice so it's oh, the gaze okay. and the voice. The, which oh, which are so the nice. love objects, the love objects, which yeah. which yeah. don't which don't correspond, and so he he, he doesn't he doesn't fall yeah. in love with. He can't be back in love with her. So I thought that was good, and I thought that was a rather mm-hmm. feminist point. Although I, I would be mm-hmm. hard pressed to call it a feminist film for, for just for that for the way that the the sort of pornographic is dealt with in a kind of a, ambiguous way. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah. I think that that. I mean, it's not like it, not as bad yeah, as the first like one. A, Right, like no, like, it know, doesn't. She's, yeah. We don't get this kind of like, and also it's nice that the 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 the, the like Jesus is a woman, right? Like mm-hmm. like the, the yeah the, mm-hmm. the, the like you know it's like oh we had this fantasy that Jesus that we think of Jesus was a man, but it's really a woman, right? So I, I yeah, thought that was yeah. I thought that was nice. So so I think it's I think it's ambiguous enough. Mm. I don't know, you want to say anything we, uh, final, or I think we should probably, um, probably talked enough. Uh, well, you know what? I I suppose we have, but I feel like we could talk for like. I know hour we haven't really this. hit on what I, I what I thought was the the most interesting part of the film. <laughs> so so that's <laughs> what uh, is it? I thought the most interesting part of the film was yeah. the conflict between capital and the police. Did you think it was fascinating? Like, don't we usually think the cops are the arm of capital? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, not not when I say we, people. I mean, people sort of certain people, okay. not everybody, <laughs> obviously not everybody. Yeah, yeah, thinks sure. that. But I mean, most people I know okay. think that and uh, and or most people sort of theoretically you think about the world theoretically, I think, think that. But but the film I thought was fascinating about the opposition between the two, like here's capital, big capital in the form of Wallace trying to do something like trying to like break down the barrier between replicant and human like the barrier and then and then the cop is insisting like without the barrier what does she say like the it'll it'll break it'll break the world yeah yeah like the it has to be the 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 cops then are the bulwark that's keeping the society in in place by dint of making sure that a um, replicant uh reproducing like doesn't get out Right. Here's the, here's the exact line. The world is built on a wall that separates kind. To tell either side that there's no wall, you bought a war or a slaughter. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, a nice reference yeah, to Trump, yeah. right, in the wall. But uh, even more than that, I felt like that is a, like, I think the film was trying to say that's the police function, right? The police function is to keep 
these class or not even class, but like race, ethnic class divides, right? Like to make sure that those mm. are instantiated. Mm. And, and the effect of capital, Wallace, is to, is to constantly try to break them down. Right, because that those things get in the way of the creation of of, of value, right? right, of profit, and so that's pretty. I think that's pretty mm. fascinating. This that you know the the way in which those two things are at odds, and we tend to think that like they're complicit, completely yeah, aligned, they're, completely yeah. aligned, mm. right? Like you know the cops are just doing the they're like protecting property, yeah. yep. they're doing you know like, but I think that's not. You know, I don't think that's I don't think that's right. I think the film is pretty insightful. So about what? That. Okay, so then I, let me ask you this then. So do you think? So do you see? I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, wrap my mind around this. Do you think see the police working in the film in a way that they don't in our world, or do you think that the? No, no, I think that's how the police work. Okay, in our yeah. world. I think that's I think the film is uncovering okay. that right that it's. That and I think that's why, in a certain sense, like that's why the police are killing. You know, like I don't think it's in the interest of capital that the the police kill black people, right? I don't think that's in the interest no. of capital. Like I don't think capital cares. I think you know, I think capital wants black people to work and to be a good market, just like yeah. white people. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. it cares. But I think they, I think that that, like keeping up that wall between black and white is a way of sustaining a kind of structure that capital is, is constantly, you know, uh, breaking down. Right. So it's, it's a, to me, that's a fascinating, you know, because so much of, um, so much of 20th century thought, you know, Marxist thought is, is a critique of the police. I'm just thinking of Ranciere, right? Like the whole, like his whole oeuvre is a, is a critique of, it's like police versus mm-hmm. politics, right? And so, and 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 like the policing, this like t- making everyone accountable and and making these divisions, like and creating what he calls the part of no part, like that's that's the direct effect of the police. But then it's never mm-hmm. clear where that how that relates to the economy, okay. right? And I think Badu too. I think Badu. This is this is exactly with Badu. Like it's all the whole focus is on politics, and then economy. The sort of the assumption is economy kind of plays along with that. But I think what the film is suggesting is, nah, mm-hmm. no, no, I don't hmm. think so. Right? Like, like the logic of economy is, is maybe totally at odds with it. I mean, of course they've worked together in some right. kind of well, way. Right? Because like, it can't be, well, no, yeah, because like, because it can't be liberatory. So, no. Well, so, no, right? so what we no, have no, then, no. if we're going to look at the three major centers, is we have this like revolution this like liberatory right. uh, moment. And I, and I, uh, it, what's so great about like the way that, that the film plays out is you think about the, um, the, the woman, the, the leader of the revolution, what she says, the first thing she says to the women who she asked to keep an eye on K is find out what he knows. And you think that like yeah. he's stumbling on something, right? You think that like you were saying, like yeah. he's, in, but it's really like, it's really like a, how aware is he is maybe the better question right, is the thing that right, she's saying, right, you know? Right, so anyway, right, so right. we have, we have this, uh, this revolutionary, um, uh, group, which, um, has a, uh, like, uh, 
uh, anyway, they're, they're using, uh, the desire that were like, like, they have been, um, be, become desiring subjects. They've become actual subjects and that the, they like are, are using this to, um, uh, organize to, to, they could, they're right. recognized, uh, their, um, their, their lack and they have a leader and that there's something different and they have like a belief that they can be, um, they can be human when it, in a way that we right. can't. And I think isn't yeah. what you're getting at that this is precisely the third yes, position, exactly. right? Yeah, like, this is what I'm so we have, we have the police, have thank you. Yeah, capitalist, go ahead and, make, yeah. and then we yeah. have police and then we have the revolution. I mean, I think it's so yeah. nice the way the film, it's almost schematically mm-hmm, organized, mm-hmm. right? Between that, those three positions, I mean, it's tempting if you're Lacanian to say like capital, symbolic, yep. yeah. police, imaginary yeah. divide between yeah. the two, and then the, revolution the, the revolutionary the, force. It's real because real. they're the they're the gap, but, they're the impossible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's really mm-hmm. tempting to kind of read it that yeah. schematically. But I think that would probably be make it less simplifying. But yeah. I yeah, it's less interesting. But I, because obviously each has its own, each has a symbolic, imaginary, and real mm-hmm. dimension mm-hmm. to it. Right, because yeah. Of, yeah, of course, but uh, but but nonetheless, I feel like that. Like, I think you're exactly right to hit on the, that. That it's only by clarifying those mm. two positions mm-hmm. initially that the film then lays out what the revolutionary position would mm-hmm. have to be. Right, that it has to be. It has to kind of thread the needle between those two. Between so it can't be. But it, it's interestingly anti Deleuzian, mm. right? Like <laughs> because it identifies. The Deleuzian position completely with capital. That is, like this, like, uh, like decoded flows, like letting, like, like breaking down all mm-hmm. barriers. Yeah. that's the Deleuzian yeah. sort of hard and negri that that kind of mm-hmm. position. That that the idea that that is the socialist or Marxist or communist vision. I think the film completely demolishes mm-hmm. that, and then and then it and then so it, then and then it wants to show that the police is this other, like is working hand in hand with that. Although mm-hmm. at odds with it, right? Like it, it, they're working together, but they're not, they're, you know, like the, the capitalist kills. Yeah. The yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not totally no. working together. I mean, they, they, they function together in some way to keep the system as it is, but they're at odds and it's through, maybe I think we could say it's through their, that contradiction that the space of revolution emerges. Mm. So can you can right? you nail that down the, the contradiction between blank and blank? Can you nail for for listeners between capital okay, and right. police? Okay. Between capital yeah. and police, like their their opposition, the fact that they cannot work in concert perfectly, mm. is creates this space for the revolutionary right. uh, movement, the revolutionary subject right. to emerge. I think. Mm. I mean, to me, there's the genius of the film more than anywhere else. Like, I love all the other stuff about the replicant, blah, 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 blah. But to me, that's the real, that's the real insight. And I don't know that, I mean, I don't know that any, like, I don't see any theorists even Mm. writing that insight. So it seems like that's a way the film kind of, you know, like, everyone likes to say, oh, let's learn, let's let the film speak yeah. to us, let's learn our, from the, and, and we say that and then we just like impose the <laughs> That we want, yeah. And, yeah. You know, we want, and that's fine. I think there's a, I don't have a problem with that. I almost think it's inescapable, but isn't this a case where the film really is saying something that, that and, and pointing it out in a way that the, the theorists haven't really mm. done? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe other theorists have done it, but I don't, I don't sort of yeah. think so. It's it so, is it's really it's really interesting to to because it, it is it is police. It's not the law. 
like in the way like I think that it's I think right. that it it's uh, right. intentional the reference like so his name is K and then the name that Joy gives him is Joe yeah, yeah, like yeah. Joseph K yeah. like the trial yeah. <laughs> right? right but now right. the whole thing with the yeah. trial and Kafka is that it's it's the law it's this like this presence I, as right. a it was a, with a big L Correct. you know and Correct. this is go ahead Which no no is, you uh, have, right. yeah. No, I was just going to say it's a great point, and but it but it's 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 like a uh, in French the word is fausse piste, like it's a it's misdirect. A, it's a mis, it's yeah. a mis, yeah. it's a misdirect. Yeah, yeah, like, like it's a and, and 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 because you know you're supposed to think from the beginning. Oh my God, it's so obvious, <laughs> Kay. And then she's like, let me think yeah, of a yeah. name for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. a Joe. Okay, <laughs> I mean, and, and like you're like, oh my God. <laughs> You know, as a, as a viewer, you're just like, you know, come on. But, but I think it's it's completely uh, uh, mm-hmm. misdirect because he's the opposite of K. He's not, you know, he doesn't experience himself as guilty. Mm-hmm. He's a, he, there's no super no. egoic, like like trial is all about the power mm-hmm. of super ego, mm-hmm. right? Like, and 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 there's nothing about that in this film. So, I think that I think you're right to say the real difference. But there's police and law yeah. are different, and I think it's police precisely in Rancière's. Sense and 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 I do think that we see the way in which that's at odds with big capital or capital mm-hmm. as such, and then we get the. I, I love the way you say that that the revolutionary force kind of comes right yeah. out of that, you know, out of, out of that. that that sort of that the, yeah, misconnection. Yeah, the, the because if those, those two. two could work, if those two could work in in concert, then that there's, there's no there's revolution, no and it's a total. It's a total in victory. And yeah. isn't the whole film about them sort of at odds with each other? And that's sort of the space in which K yeah. operates. Yep. Like mm-hmm. one's trying to use them, the other's yep. trying to use them, one's mm-hmm. trying to use mm-hmm. them, the other's mm-hmm. trying to use them. And then and that leads him to the position of yes. the revolution. It's it's like a it's a, it's amazing the mm-hmm. way that it does that, I feel like. That is to me like really, uh, really what I also great. love about that too is that the police and the capitalists show up to uh, like t- to follow um, K when he meets with Deckard. If I'm right about this, are the police there as well? Am I right about that? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. they both leave him. Okay, which which no, oh, the, the police, police never, never comes. Come. The police okay. never come. No, so no, 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 no. The, the 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 it's just the it's just the just the capital. capital. Okay. Well, I, either way, the yeah. the yeah. point the the point that I, that I was building up to is that like when I was seeing the film, like you're still in this moment where you think like, well, he's the child, you know, that hasn't been revealed totally, and you're like, you just took Deckard, yeah. but you left the thing that you were looking for. You left the, 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 the kid, right. Um, right. which is true, but it, I mean, not not like that. Um, but the yeah. thing that is, is that uh, of course, capital would think. It, that this guy is not is not important. That if, if this is a guy who's going to go right into the revolution, who's going to be uh, emblematic of this gap, this this failure to overlap between you know police and capital, of course they're going to they, right. like that. That's of course going to be the blind spot. Right. They can't they can't see. He's a, he he can't he, he can't, can't be seen. seen. Right. They can't see that K is the is the exactly. Thing. Yeah. 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 Well, they can't even see. They also can't see that the the child who's who's actually for working, working for them, them. subcontracted. <laughs> She's yeah. a subcontractor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she maintains her freedom. She maintains that. her freedom. Yeah. It's a great line. Yeah, I maintain my freedom. I'm yeah. a subcontractor. Yeah. All right, all right. I mean, yeah, that yeah. was great. I thought that was a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Anyway, so maybe we should. Yeah, stop no, there. it's great. And, I mean, uh, I, I that, that's and, solid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Over and over now. Next time. Yeah. See ya.